Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, Rugby League Social Club Quizzes, a podcast here to convince you that social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. No live rugby league? Well, we have found a way to still talk about it. We are doing a series of NRL episodes with rugby league people. Joining me this app is a friend of the pod, Eamon Brown, from his hilarious podcast, Voluntary Tackle. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, T. It's good to be here. Well, I'm sure that's true. Tell us a bit about your podcast. Oh, mate, um, I wish I could give you an elevator pitch. I, I'm still learning as to what it is. Um, but obviously, it's born out of the same thing that um, Sports Best Friends and Chasing Kangaroos are born out of. And that's just a, an absolute love and obsession with rugby league. Um, so, yeah, I guess the genesis was, I wonder if I can show my appreciation for the greatest game of all. Uh, and also throw in a bit of really lame dad joke comedy at the same time. Still working on the last bit, but we do talk about rugby league a fair bit. Yeah, I would go, it's not so much dad joke. Um, it's more like surrealism, um, which is phenomenal. I mean, I once tweeted you about how it was like listening to two people just improvise when your setting is just rugby league. And you two are, you know, insert, one, one time you did one where one person had to be a South African and the other one had to be a Japanese person. I can't remember what the setup was, but it was fucking weird and incredibly funny. I hope uh, so, mate. And I just hope in hindsight it wasn't extremely racist either. No, well, it turns out, well, it turned out Chip Jones was somewhat South African or something, was it? Am I remember that right? Yeah, I do. I do remember. For some reason, Chip can do a, an incredibly authentic... <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. In fact, I'll give, here's a bit of a look behind the curtain moment because uh, Chip and I are also friends off the mic. Right. And I think the, re- the way he manages to perfect his accents is he actually just embodies that accent for sort of 72 hours without any break, ah. which is obviously if you're hanging around someone like that, it's fucking annoying because you don't yeah. – you, you go, well, where did my mate go? Suddenly you're mm. FW to clerk and I don't know why you're doing that all the mm. time. Uh, but I, I, it, it pays dividends in the end because he actually became quite authentic. Yeah. No, I had a friend who used to do that and, and um, with French accents. He used to serve people in a French patisserie and with a French accent. Oh, right. And he thoroughly enjoyed it. But then he'd often forget and slip into an Australian accent to scare the shit out of people. Um, and also, Sorry, mate, to interrupt you, but you think if you were serving croissants in a French accent that the croissant would taste better? Yeah, I think that happened. It was a very popular brasserie after a while. Mm-hmm. No, not brasserie patisserie um and and also xander does an excellent job of making people who like rugby union not sound like douchebags (laughs) well some of the time uh no but you're right he's he's one of these rare individuals who has an absolute love for both codes which anyone who listens to my show would realize that there's a constant jostling between xander trying to mention rugby union and me (laughs) trying not to let him mention rugby union yeah, there's a real tension there, and that's what drives it. <laughs> there is, yeah. yeah, there's no sexual tension, but there is no. tension. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's great. It's unique. And uh, now, how do you think you're going to go with this, um, mate? The this being the NRL trivia board game. 
Who am I? Yeah, yeah, the who am I part. Oh, look, I think I'll go okay so long as every card is Rex Mossop. Oh, well, okay. Well, I've got good news for you. I found 10 cards that all had different... No, you're going you're gonna to struggle. I don't think there are any commentators now, I think about it. Well, um, let me, let me tell you something about... Spoiler alert out there, mate. Let, yeah, let the listeners sorry. decide about that. Leave some intrigue out there in the open. Yeah, this except for the except for the commentators that are that are in it. All questions are from the board game NRL Obsessed, which you and I have once played before, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they are who am I's. They will vary from players to administrators and possibly commentators from 1908 to 2017, but they are in no specific order. Most importantly, the Bubble Boy rule applies. All facts from the cards are the cards facts, and they're all right. And I hope that's okay with you. That's okay. If Moops comes up, I will be. <laughs> Okay, I'll check your rules. Okay. Now, uh, each card has a series of clues. If you get it right, it's one point. If you can answer it in the first one or two sentences, you'll get five points, and then there's a varying degree of points in between. You'll also get bonus points for interesting anecdotes or additional facts. All good? Okay. I love love a rule book that has appendages like that. I love it. So, So can I just spool out an anecdote which has nothing to do with rugby league and score points? Well... Possibly, uh, you've got to because it's completely um, dependent on me. My, I'm the complete discretionary master. You've got a good chance if it just happens to be a West Tigers uh, fable, even if it has nothing to do with them. But if it's about how great the Roosters have been over the last two years, you know, it might be challenging to just randomly pull that out and get points. Fair enough. So it, I might assume there could be minus points if I do sort of just go on about Brad Fittler too much. Certainly not, Brad Fittler. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Brad Fittler, Brad Fittler, you can have your way with this podcast with Brad Fittler. No, there's no no minus points. If you earn a point, sir, that's your point forever. Love it. You can't lose okay, it. Okay, mate. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Okay. For all of those listening along, see if you can work out who it is before this Rugby League loving podcast host. Number one, I was born in Toowoomba in 1960. In 1978, I made my first grade debut for the Parramatta Eels at halfback in a semi-final at just the age of 18. I played 227 games for the Eels and won four grand finals. Oh, yeah. Peter Sterling? It is Peter I Sterling. I didn't well know he was born in Toowoomba. Yeah, neither did that I. absolutely threw me. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And uh, see, we're learning. Isn't this great? I love it. I'm all about the education. Yeah. Okay, number two. I was born in Cowra in 1950. In 1969, I debuted for the West Suburb Magpies and went on to play 20, uh, 201 games for the club. An aggressive halfback, oh, I played 29 good. tests. Yeah, well done. Man. Uh, I once spoke to, uh, what's his name, Roy Masters, and he told me that that whole Tony Maradonica slapping people had nothing to do with it. I, I thought that he definitely engaged in it, right? But maybe he didn't come up with the idea. Yeah, the trainer, the trainer in the room came up with it, and the, but he gets the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because he's genuinely crazy. And that's why like <laughs> You know, he's genuinely, legitimately uh, unbalanced. But, I mean, that's the best kind of halfback. Yes. Now, can I also tell you this interesting thing? After um, he finished his career in 82, he coached Brisbane North, Ipswich Jets, Magpies, and the New South Wales... Blues and you, but I didn't know about all that other coaching in Queensland. Did you know? No, that? no idea. Obviously, I remember about State of Origin, the cattle yeah. dog, and, uh, and yeah. all that stuff. But no, I didn't know about the other ones. So far, I'm getting bonus points for my great uh, in no, between things. So good job, like that. That seems unfair. Yeah. <laughs> it seems unfair, but here we are. 
number three, I was born in Auckland in 1976. In 1995, I made my first grade debut for the Warriors. Yeah, here we go. Starting to warm up. That was a good early one. That's five points right I knew there. the DOB lined up, so I thought I'll have a crack. Yeah. Now, what, did you rate Stacey Jones? I did. I thought he, I think he's the best halfback to have ever played for the Warriors. Not that that's really up against too much competition. Um, yeah, he's beaten Sean Johnson. Okay, yeah, good for him. Yep. Definitely ahead of poor old Sean. What about uh, compared to Benz? Um, oh, I think well, that's a really good question. Actually, that I'd say they're pretty close in caliber. Those two. I, I might mm. even have Benji Marshall a bit above him because I think when he was at his peak. Benji was above the rest of the game, where I don't know if Stacey right. had a sustained peak like Benji did. Mm. I also think Stacey's probably going to end up being more of a workhorse halfback, whereas Benji had so much flair and highlight realness yeah. that maybe he's beating him in there. The thing about Benji I, is, is he was a genuine trendsetter, wasn't he? Like when anyone mm. that comes along and can actually change the game in some way means you're usually a pretty good player. And like Joel yep. Reddy, obviously he changed the game for the worse. Um, people like, uh, you know, uh, Benji Marshall, like people weren't doing the big hop steps before he came along really. And now it's almost, it's commonplace for, you know, pretty flashy players to have that in their arsenal. So, yeah. yeah. Or even uh, obese Tigers fans like me, I still throw it out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to um, keep up that pro Benji chat, you're going to keep continuing to get bonus points because you just got oh, two. Oh, mate, that's, a, that's amazing. In fact, I love the fact that I could be a sycophant on the, and actually yeah. get points. Beautiful. It's going to work. Hey, just another thing, uh, T, uh, Benji Marshall, not a bad ass. Does that give me some points or not? Uh, he's, you actually mean he's real Yeah, butt. like he's behind, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I'm, I'm now I'm visualising it, so there's a point for you. Oh, thank right. you so much. Thank you. Um, did you ever watch those shower commercials that he did with Josh Reynolds where they were both nude in the shower? No, mate. I'm, I'm, fortunately, I missed that one. Uh, uh, not a dream. Not a dream. I did dream. I did think it maybe was a dream, but um, no, there was a shower. It was for one of the hot water systems. I bet it was um, Reem, and it probably steady, hot, and strong. And they um, and they would do would you would you rather's in the shower, just back and forth, because um, there was so much hot water they could do it all day. I love the premise for that ad. Such Amazing. a great premise. I couldn't imagine pitching that to the ad people the very first time. Going, okay, bear with me. Josh yeah. Reynolds' penis. Which I don't know if I've lost yeah. anyone in the room yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, would you rather Josh Reynolds' penis? Now, keep going. Uh, we'll have another man in there with him. Okay. Next one. I was born in Serena, Queensland in 1974. In 93, I debuted for the Brisbane Broncos and went on to score 110 How tries in one. No, I'm going to uh, keep going. Oh, I've never had someone shout out and be wrong. Oh, God. Thanks. I'm glad it's a great so new what ground for you. Yeah, what, what do you think happens? Do you think we keep going? I think we keep going. Uh, 110, 189 games for the club, winning three grand finals. I scored 17 tries in 16 tests for Australia, but just one try in 14 origin games in Queensland. Is it Michael Hancock's? It's not. This one's going to give it to you right now. I switched to Rugby Union at the end of 2001, playing 37 tests for the Australian Wallabies. Have to call Xander. At the age of 33, I returned to the NRL, eventually retiring in 09 after two seasons with St. George Illawarra Dragons. Who am I? Oh, man. Who is that? Um, I'm going to pass, mate. Gonna, I missed it. You're going to kick yourself. He's now a commentator on channel on Triple M. His son also plays for the Dragons. I'm still not getting it. <laughs> it it's Wendell. Oh, no way. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. The, the swap over to Union, the, the, the cocaine years. Yeah. I think I forgot about the cocaine years, and I think Wendell did too. <laughs> um, interesting fact about Wendell Saylor. I'm killing it tonight. The, his biography is double-backed. So the front has him in a Broncos jersey, and it says his two sides, or the, or the, the covers, the story's called The Two of Me or something like that. And if you flip the book mm. over, it's like it's not the back, it's the front with him in a dragon. That's actually pretty funky, isn't it? I don't mind. Yeah. And I also love that he skipped the Wallabies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, that can only be a blemish on your permanent record, surely. That's, that's right. Okay, next one. I was born in Nullarbor, Queensland, in 1983. I made my NRL debut for the Melbourne Storm in 2000. In my uh, for debut for Queensland in 2004, both as a winger. Billy Slater. Billy Slater. There we go. Um, you you strike me as the kind of person who doesn't like Billy Slater or Cameron Smith. Oh, you know what? Actually, I love to hate them. I think that's the bucket that I'm in because I can acknowledge mm. the fact that uh, Billy Slater is the best fullback I've ever seen, and Cameron Smith is probably the best player. I've ever seen. So it'd be tough to be annoyed at their very existence uh, when they're so good at the game that I love. But, of course, when Cameron Smith's sort of like, you know, trying to grab someone by the tongue and jam it in his ear, uh, (laughs) it's those moments you go, "Mm, you're a bit of an arsehole at times, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff's annoying. And and all of Billy's – I remember once um, someone from another excellent podcast, uh, Rugby League Digest, they said, I don't understand why everybody thinks Billy Slater's a grub. It doesn't make sense to me. And, and amazingly, that day, someone else tweeted out a highlight reel of just all the horrible things he'd done where he'd jump up in the air and kick out and slide in with his knees or slide in with his studs. And I was also shocked. I knew that he had that reputation, but I was shocked that there was about four and a half minutes of just um, clip after clip of him back-to-back doing really grubby stuff that really gets ignored from his... Um, yeah, well, I, I guess among some quarters. Um, I guess the people I associate with are pretty familiar with uh, Billy Slater's grubbery as well, especially I think in that first part of his career, he was probably guilty of it more. Uh, if you go right. back and, you know, kind of a lot of hair pulling, there's a few kicks to the head there, a lot of trips over the years. And, of course, mm. uh, I think people's biggest gripe is the fact he's a bit like Teflon when it comes to the judiciary, um, yeah. particularly for, prior to one grand final, which you remember. Yeah. I remember it quite well. Yeah. What about... Um... What I do really respect him, mean, like you were saying before, you love to hate that the origin highlight where he where Lockyer chips over the top and he regains it and chips over the top of Minicello. Yep. I mean, I hate it. It's it's taken me a long time to finally come mm. to terms with that, but that now is such a beautiful piece of play. Oh, it is. You know, but as, I guess because I'm such a, a biased Blues fan, whenever I see that highlight, I can only focus on Mini not turning around fast enough. That's yeah, how dying right. I am when it comes to the blues. I'm like, come on. I've seen it a million times, but for some reason, every time I watch it again, I go, come on, Minnie, you can do it. Um, yeah. yeah, which is obviously a, probably a, a sign of some kind of mental trauma. Certainly is. I was born in Penrith, 1978. In 1996, I made my first grade debut for the Penrith Ryan Panthers Gerdner? at the age of 18. A hooker or halfback, I played 18 times for Australia. and. Yes, well done, sir. Um, I don't. I know Craig Gower. Aficionado. Um, no, no, but I, I know that he. Um, I know that he's quite a lark, a larrikin now. But I didn't know that much when he was playing. I think he was too much of a larrikin too uh, when he was playing. Was yeah, he? I mean, 
Gosh, the kind of things he got up to off the field were legendary. In fact, Craig Gower is the proud owner of the single best Wikipedia profile that you'll ever read in your entire life. I think it's under the under the column of controversies. But all in one day, he committed about eight felonies. I mean, it was quite an effort. Wow. I've got to go and read that. That's a, have they taken it down? I'd, I'd imagine there? it's still up there for legal reasons. I don't think they're allowed to take it down. I can give you a really quick pricey if you like. Um, so sure. he was at a golf event. I think it was a charity event, which kind of makes it even a little bit worse. Um, and he got really, <laughs> really drunk. He stripped down nude and uh, absconded with a golf cart um, at top speed, crashed it into a bunker before running into the clubhouse, holding a butter knife to the throat of a radio personality, before chasing wow. down Mitchell Pierce's sister and vomiting on her. I tell no. you, it's a hell of an effort. You know when you have a really big night on the piss, you have that thing, that sort of yes. hazy memory, like, what did I do? I always think about that Craig Gower moment, and I think, did he have that one? Did he go, did I vomit? I did, I vomited all over Mitchell Pierce's sister. And that's why I was nude on the wow. 17th at 40 kilometres an hour in a golf cart. I'm surprised that wasn't on the card. Okay. That would have got you straight there, straight away. I vomited on Mitchell Pierce's sister. That gets me 12 points, surely. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was definitely points there. Sorry, sir. I forgot to tell you. No, definitely points. Um, I was born in Valletta, Malta, in 1962. Mario Finnick. Yeah, here we go. There we go for sure. The the Maltese Falcon. Uh, Still, I know we get um, people getting hit in the head all the time with footballs and we call it a Falcon, but none still have ever beaten the original one. Is this the one where he was playing for the Crushers and it hit him in the back of the head? Yeah, it's either the crushes or the or no, I think you're right. I think it is the crushes. Yeah, and he's walking off slowly and gets hit in the back of the head. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it couldn't have been orchestrated. I, I always think about he's the butt of that joke, right? Because it hit him in the head. But how about the hooker who passed it to him? I mean, what did he do? 100%. I mean, that should have been yeah, its own was... like colloquial phrase to throw a ball yeah. at someone's the back of someone's head. Yeah. I wonder if he did it intentionally because, they, you know, they're pretty good shots with a pass. So I wonder if there was some bad Maybe play. there was. I mean, he did rub a few people up the wrong way at times. Mario. Mm. Hello, Benny Lies. I was born in Sydney, 1946. A South Sydney junior, I broke into the Rabbitohs' first grade side in 1963. I played in five grand finals from South Sydney, but I am best remembered for scoring a famous intercept try in the 1967 grand final. I played 15 tests for Australia between 69 and 74, including oh, a 1973 Ashes. John Sattler? It's not. 73, including an, a 1973 Ashes test as a captain in Leeds. I became just the second forward to score 100 tries in first grade, retiring with 119 tries in 251 games for South Sydney and Canterbury Bankstown. Please, please be Terry Hermanson. <laughs> I did. I don't know who that is. Is that I, a real person? I believe so, but it's definitely not him. I don't know who this is. Sorry, you got two points just for for coming up with that oh, random person. That was Bob. Oh uh, yeah, you know I should have got that. Yeah, my bad. Okay, next one. I was born in Sydney, nineteen forty. I made my first grade debut for the North Sydney Bears in nineteen fifty eight. I made my first appearance of three kangaroo tours in 1959 and eventually scored 300, sorry, and eventually scored 33 tries in 33 tests. A North legend, I retired after winning two grand finals at Manly Warringah with a premiership record of 212 tries and 236 first grade games to my name. 
I died of leukemia in 1990, aged 50, but I was named on the wing in the Australian Rugby League Team of the Century in 2008. Mate, yeah, I'm also, not sure, actually. Um, this person, I think, had the try record for a really long time until Billy Slater Irvine at the top of that try scorer list. Okay, good. So what would his full name oh, be? Oh, it is Irvine, is it? <laughs> is it uh, what, what would... I'm trying to think of his first name. Is it Kevin? I'll take that. It's Ken Irvine. Okay, well there you done. go. Now, I, I would only know that one because I um, grew, up a, uh, grew up a Bowman Tigers fan, but my love for in primary school for colours and badges meant that I also was in love with the well, I think you were a popular kid so, at primary school. Oh, so popular. Uh, rotund, loud, <laughs> uh, terrible at football, but always talking well, about fond- it. Yes, very popular. But and the a fondness well. for luminous badges. <laughs> yeah, and I would often draw them embarrassingly, and I would often play games at my grandmother's house with the cards on the floor. I don't know. I've never heard anyone else talk about doing that, but I would have two teams that were made up of the playing cards that I have, and we would pass the ball, and people would scoot past. Anyway, hey, I've given up too you, much of what happened. Here's something crazy. Although I've never done it, I never thought about doing this with cards, but I used to do that uh, like with like uh, wrestling figures and stuff, and have like a, a right. fictitious games of football. So. Just like you, mate, I also was a very sad child. Yeah, which is why here we are during COVID-19 lockdown still doing the podcast exactly. over the phone. <laughs> that, that, that small child would be so happy with us. I was born in Sydney, 1983. In 2002, I made my NRL debut for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. After two Great seasons with Cronulla oh, Sutherland, no. I returned. I returned to the Rabbitohs in 2006 and went on to be the second most capped South Sydney player with 218 games. I played one origin match for New South Wales in 2013 and broke the Rabbitohs try scoring record with my 145th try for the club the following season. In 2011, I won the Rabbitohs George Piggins medal as the club's best and fairest player and I retired in 2014 with 154 tries from 237 games. Oh, yeah, it's the, um, the the little guy on the wing. Um, why, can't, why can't I think his name? It is. Uh, good little player. Um, unfortunately, he played one origin and Greg Inglis killed him. Yes, that's exactly you. You've got the right guy. Never oh, played why again. Why can't I think that. of his name? I'm going to have to pass T. That's, that's irritating, but I know him. No, you have the kind of merit yeah, towards yourself that could do this. On that, oh, wow, good job. That was all me. <laughs> that was all you. Now, as a Roosters fan, how did you feel about, well, any South player, but the, particularly this one who could, who could break a game? How, how do I feel about Nathan Merritt? Yes. How did you feel about when he was playing? Um, oh, I, I just had a, an appreciation for someone like him. I'll tell you why, because I've always got a, a natural fondness for any player who excels at rugby league but doesn't have the physicality to it. He, he excels right. in spite of his body. A bit like a Corey Thompson for you guys. Um, mm. So to, to, to go out there and actually put your body on the line when you weigh about 51 kilograms is a pretty good effort. Um, so I actually quite like Nathan Merritt, even when he was carving us up. Yeah, great. And, and I think the link with Thompson is, is quite apt because they're both quite slender and small but speedy enough to have made it all the way to first grade. And, and yeah, I think that was a good yeah. Analogy. I mean, okay, when so, you're thinking about it this way, like if you've got someone playing rugby league who's a bit smaller than odd job from a Bond film, I mean, <laughs> you're doing pretty damn well. 
True. Uh, yeah, who does throw a shoe? Okay, amazing, sir. Your total was 30, which I can tell you is less than um, Grant Atkins, who's also played this game. He got 47. Um, but that's okay. He's been, he actually is in the NRL and, and sees these players all the time. So I think we can give you a pass on not getting as high up as, as him. Plus, you have another job that's not rugby league. I do Were you feel happy with how you went? I underperformed. I feel a bit like uh, the Parramatta okay. Eels in the round one game against the Dogs. I feel like I just needed a few more games under my belt to excel. But, of course, anyone says that when they've done barely terribly. And also, at the risk of sending rude, you're the only person in the world who has already played this game once. So you do have a game under your belt. <laughs> that's a really, unfortunately, it's, and, it's logic I can't really mess with. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, we did this with a um, friend of the pod, Matty Baum, and you came first when we did this. Yeah. We would do it against each other. And, and yeah, so anyway. The the lights and the um and the cameras I and think, the action. And I did need more Terry Hermanson questions. I think You <laughs> <laughs> spent the entire exactly. day studying um, him. There was a few more about Bo yeah. Falloon. Um, you know, these kind of guys, then I think I would have excelled. Yeah. How, how do you think Xander and Chip are gonna be? Um, well, I think Chip will probably be just really high. Uh because you know that, Right. <laughs> because, you know, it's it's a Thursday, so of course he would be. Uh, and I think Xander would just be uh, sort of, I guess, chastising me for not knowing uh, Wendell Saylor going across to Rugby Union. I get the feeling he'll give me a lot of shit about that. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. Thank you, sir. Thanks uh, so much for coming on. Tell us how we can get in contact. Thank you very much, time. mate. Um, look, it's been a, it has been a pleasure being here. Uh, you can either uh, follow the pod or, uh, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. I think we're at Voluntary Tackle. I think the handle's the same. Um, and you can also, if you like, you can throw a pair of shoes over the top of a couple of power cables and I'll be there within about six <laughs> to eight minutes. <laughs> well done. Okay, well, best of luck with the rest of this Asterix season. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, brah! How do you think Eamon went? Let us know through your favourite flavor- fra- oh, platform. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people like Eamon at TVT on the socials and join us again next week. Talk to you then, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous.